Welcome to episode 42. Do you find yourself scrolling through Instagram, looking at all of these people living these seemingly perfect, lavish lives of luxury and find yourself really feeling like shit about yourself or where your own life is at? The truth is we're all victim to that and on all and every social media platform and it is particularly bad in the fitness and bodybuilding world and that's exactly what today's episode addresses. Before we dive into this amazing chat with Danae Vincent, I just want to pop in a quick reminder that the winner of the competition I've been running will be announced next week on episode 43, so you only have one more week to enter. For those that don't know exactly what it is I do or who I am, I'm a scientist with a background in nutrition, forensics, and disease research, and I'm also a certified nutritional therapist, and through my journey discovering the truth about how everyone came to be so very sick, coupled with my knowledge of biology and genetics, I became super passionate about helping people change their statistically decided fate by helping them take back the reins and responsibility of their health. And I do that through diet and lifestyle optimization, utilizing a coaching and consulting model, primarily online. So, I hear you ask, what do I win if I enter this competition? Well, you win a free one-on-one, two-hour diet and lifestyle optimization coaching session valued at over $500, of which I normally have people pay up front a minimum of six weeks in advance. So, I think this is a pretty good bargain. (laughs) Um, So, how do you enter? Three simple steps. One, share this episode tagging myself and today's guest in your Instagram story. Two, rate rate this podcast five stars on the app you use. Three, Write a couple of sentences reviewing the show on that same app. It's that easy, but you better hurry. Only seven days to go and I'm pretty sure you definitely want to optimize your diet and lifestyle because no one wants to, to what? To what? To get sick and die. (laughs) Okay, now we're delving into the depths of Instagram, so let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Here we are back on the podcast airwaves for another episode. Thanks for joining me here today. And a special thanks to my regular subscribed listeners that tune in every single week from all over the globe, which I'm very fortunate enough to be able to say that that number has been consistently growing since day one. So thank you so much. I'm really grateful. And I've got plenty more to come for you starting, well, right now on today's show. So I would like to introduce Danae Vincent, whom is an accomplished Pilates practitioner and strength and conditioning coach with a strong focus on pain management, spinal health, and body mechanics. And she credits her former life as a ballerina to her development and understanding of the human body and movement. Her work allows clients to lengthen, strengthen, and stabilize their bodies in order to move through life pain-free and build the powerful body they've always dreamed of. And speaking of building a powerful body, Danae herself is currently in the middle of prep for a bodybuilding show, which is super impressive. So a big welcome to the show, Danae. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me me. No worries. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, so am I. So we're talking about Instagram versus reality today. Yes. So that's a bit of a, well, it's going to be a bit of a rabbit hole we're going to go down. It is. And, it is. And I th- I, the reason I kind of ru- rushed, I guess, to make this interview happen was because I wanted to talk to you about this topic during your comp prep. So actually, first, maybe what comp are you doing? So I'm doing uh, ICN um, in September on the 22nd and the division that I'm going into, well, I hope will I'll slot into is fitness. So I'll do fitness and sports. 
Awesome. So, yes. And it's your first comp? My first. My first ever. Yeah, wow. Terrifying. I'm excited for you. I am, I'm excited too. I'm excited too. I'm really enjoying the prep. I really am. That's great. I know. I hear a lot of people, I actually caught up with a girl last week and she said to me, I'm hating this prep. This is awful. This is the worst thing. And I thought, you don't do it. What are you, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> it should be fun. Oh, so. totally. You should totally enjoy that process. Yeah. yeah. So it is good. It's good. exciting. Good. Now, as, so I thought this was a relevant topic for this time of, I guess, your own personal journey. So progressing rapidly towards having an extremely great body yourself and super well sculpted to the point that you're going to stand in front of people and be judged and in real life, not just on Instagram, like in real life as well. I'm curious, what did did you start noticing about sort of Instagram versus reality, being a physique and body sort of expert yourself, what problems have you started noticing in the last couple of years as social media has become prominent? Yeah, yeah. This will probably give you a little bit of an insight into how connected or disconnected I am with social media and how much I I think I look and analyze social media from, I I think I'm pretty gen pop because I'm not an influencer. You know, I don't have a a huge following. I'm 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 not on there all the time. And this, this will prove it. You emailed me today and you, we talked about these questions and you talked about my physique that I'm building at the moment and you went IRL. And you know what? I had to Google that. (laughs) (laughs) I had to Google it because I was like, what's IRL? What does that mean? And I thought, (laughs) I thought, I thought, this is how stupid I am. I thought it was, I really like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that too. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But I Googled it and then obviously it told me that it was in real life. I was like, ah, okay, now that makes sense. The reality component of what we're talking about. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So this, this is how, you know, um, not uh, brainwashed I am by this is a good thing social media that's right I'm a, I'm a, I'm I, I dabble but I'm a little I'm I'm completely gem pop I I I I am not a media yeah right <laughs> you know I'm with you in that yeah. category um so really good question um and I think it's only recently that it's it started to um like the realization that there is a discrepancy between reality and the online life has become apparent to me. Um, So initially, if I go back to thinking about when I first decided to do a competition, of course, the first thing we do is we grab our phones and we start looking at photos of of men and women that are stage ready. That could have taken them five years. That could have taken them, you know, minimum three months of prep uh, to get into that physique and immediately we're comparing and we're looking at these bodies and thinking, Jesus, how am I going to do that when I am currently, I'm strong, but I'm a little squishy, you know, and that's okay. Yeah, um, I'm not that. Yeah, but I'm not that. Um, so that that's the first thing that, you know, was really apparent to me. And I very quickly knew that I had to, I had to get rid of those accounts or, or not follow so many of them so that it just is is in my vision all the time. It was just, it was too much. And my partner even said to me, you, you need to get off watching so much stuff. So I... That's a healthy move though, I think. Absolutely. So I did that really early on. I, I clocked myself straight away going, Jesus, what am I going to do? And I'm, I've already talked myself out of the game. Yeah, absolutely. I've already, t- I haven't even started the prep yet. And I've already talked myself out of out of even get you know getting going, um, so I, I very quickly went okay. I'm going to pull it back, and I, I kept maybe two or three accounts that I followed, but um, I got rid of all the rest. And I think 
in the last two weeks, what I have realized and put together by talking to people around me and kind of just coming to my own realizations is when we think of um, enhancers, when we think of steroid use, we think it's a male drug, don't we? Oh, absolutely. We're like, oh, that's dudes. That's that's the dudes, and you know. But it's not. It's it's very quickly becoming a drug for everyone. Right. And and hands down, like go for it. I I I am all for you. You choose what you want to do with your body. Yeah. And 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 your process and your life. Would I do it? Probably not at this stage, I'm going to say. Yeah, right. Um, But uh, what I realized is is that it is in the industry. Yeah, it, right. it is in the com- like in the competition industry. It why is, do you think it's that transition? There. Why do you think that transition has happened from being perceived as a male drug to now? Was that? Is, do you think that's because women used to be focused on slimming down, whereas I, now I we're getting so. women that want to bulk? Yeah, I think so. And I, I love the fact that we're getting comfortable with mass and size and strength and shape, and that that is you know everything we promote as trainers. So I think that's fantastic. So I, I'm really on the fence about whether or mm. not, you know, I uh, I endorse it or whether I, you know, I'm against it. I, um, I'm a bit conflicted, but um, definitely, I, I think we women are feeling powerful and we're feeling strong and we're we're ready to get shapely and it's great. You know, if you spend two or three years building that physique in the gym, of course. Whatever size you're at then you, that you've created, your, your new shape, that's your new norm. Yeah. So what's next then? Yeah, you know? right. Always want more. Yeah, and that's supernatural. But for someone like me being super naive in the competitor aspect of it, when I sit there and think maybe I'll do a comp and I look at these shapes, that is where the gap was. I didn't realize looking at those bodies that some of them could potentially be enhanced. And let's put the disclaimer of potentially. Yeah, of course. Because we're taking a guess. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, but the size, the size of yeah. these legs, they're amazing and they are amazing, but they're not always reality. So let's go into that. Like let's yeah. uh, let's be straight up. Let's call out <laughs> what you, what you see as a physique and body expert and professional. Like when you're looking at Instagram, like what do you see straight up that's just bullshit? It it depends on. Uh, look, I I would say. You you need to look at someone's account and look at how long their transformation has been to get those insane quads. Yeah. I find it very apparent in legs, but I think we've also become very intelligent at how we use it and the amounts and the cycling periods of how we use it. So it doesn't end up looking like that, you know, 80s version of Ronnie, yeah, right. Ronnie Coleman that we have in our heads. <laughs> um, it, it's... It's much finer and it's it's much harder to detect these days. So I, I would definitely pull out things like, yeah, the quads are a big giveaway. Yeah, right. Um, For both females and males? I th- uh, uh, yes, yes and no. I, I, I honestly, I don't know the ins and outs of the science of steroid use. I really yep. don't. And I have to say that, you know, um, I'm just coming from a, a, a perspective of, you know, looking at, these competitors as a first-time competitor. So, yeah, right. you know, and I am super green when it comes to the industry, when it comes to competing. So very well-versed 
in my studio with my clients, getting people strong. But when it comes to... Um, strong naturally. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to this whole new world that I've delved into, um, yeah, completely naive. So that was a good realisation for me um, when I realised that that could potentially be what, was, what I'm looking at. And then it became accessible. And I went, oh, okay, well, maybe I can do this because... That that's not what I'm. That's not what I'm striving for. Yeah, that's not the type of physique I'm going to go for at this stage in my career. And then, so it potentially becomes more about appropriate goal setting. Absolutely, realistic goal setting. Absolutely, and putting the right content in front of you so that it's a positive influence on yep. your process and your life, rather than something detrimental. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's so sneaky. It's out there. We don't even realize we're consuming it. And understanding exactly what it is. So we obviously touching on steroid use there, mm. and sort of people not being honest or yeah. not maybe just omitting, yeah. um, doing whatever they're doing to grow their Instagram following. Totally. What other things are you, do you see on Instagram that doesn't sort of reflect reality? <laughs> 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 the laugh of knowledge. <laughs> um, I think my biggest gripe. Um, when it comes to online fitness accounts is exercise selection. If you look at the top 10 fitness accounts, and I won't call them out, but the top 10 fitness accounts in Australia, most of them are women, uh, and you will go on and in the first few videos that you find, you will see a beautiful physique, really nicely well-shaped, looking really lean, really healthy, and they're doing an uh, ankle weight, body weight, mat workout at home. Okay, great. What I would love to see is these influencers and professionals, a lot of them in their field, make sure that they're putting the right disclaimer on these videos saying, hey, if you're sedentary, if you're not moving at all, if you've never moved and this is what you do in your day, awesome. Get up and strap those ankle weights on and step side to side for half an hour. You're moving. And that, that's what we want ultimately, oh, to get the, more people yeah, moving. Totally. However you move, great. But what I don't like to see is influencers advertising that this is how they got their bodies because that is not how you got your body. <laughs> you got your body through progressive overload and through compound lifts. And yeah. that is the reality of training. The staples that have worked for decades, uh, hundreds 100%. of years. Right? And they're, they're, they're boring. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not boring. I take that back. But they're not um, – you, you, I, I know what they're doing. They need to constantly, you know, spice up their Instagram account and yeah. create new content and put things, you know, new things on there and, you know, keep their audience entertained. And, you know, if you're just watching someone hip thrust, you know, or deadlift – Every second day, it's it's going to become a bit boring. Yeah, boring. <laughs> there, there's that word again. Yeah, yeah. So, so I guess it moves from the being educating to primarily the focus is entertainment in the self interest of growing the Instagram account. A hundred percent. And this is what you see in reality in the studios. Yeah. If and now here's my quick tip. I'm yep. going to throw in a quick tip. Do it. If you hire a PT and all they do is count reps. Fire them. Yeah. Their job is not to count backwards from 10. They can go and do that in a primary school or in a preschool, okay, (laughs) and teach some kids. Yeah. They should be looking at your physique. They should be looking at your body. They should be adjusting things. They should be looking at the symmetry. They should be thinking about 
look at her scap on the right-hand side, her shoulder blade. Maybe I should give her some mobility stuff at the end of the workout as homework. If they're standing there and going, we're going to do a forward lunge, 10, 9, get rid of them. So picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating, and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. Yeah, we all have seen PTs <laughs> just like that. Get rid of them because there's two types of PTs. I think there's career PTs, which there aren't that many of in the industry. Um, but when you find them, they're very obvious. Um, and there's so many, so many good PTs in Melbourne. Um, and then there are the ego PTs. Right. They look amazing. <laughs> and it's it's really, they've lost that sense of duty of care because that's what we have. We're not there because we have abs and we love training. We're there because we have a duty of care to these people to educate them, make them happy, send them off into the world, better versions of themselves. And it's very apparent online when that, you know, is 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 lost. Yeah. And it's very apparent in the gym when it's lost. Yeah. No, so. I, I can think of different periods of my life and different gyms that I've been in and there's there's that guy in every gym. There's that guy <laughs> in every gym. And look, we love him. But <laughs> we want to look like him. Yeah, we all want to look like him. But that's I someone years ago told me, um, just because you love training doesn't mean you're gonna be a good PT. Oh, totally. It doesn't mean just because you like working out doesn't mean they're going to want to work out with you. Yep. And you find those kinds of PTs will only train their clients in the way they like to train. Yeah, right. So there's there's no looking at their pathologies. There's no looking at what shape their spine is. It is just, this is the stuff I like to do in the gym. I'm going to rehash what I did today. Yeah. And everyone is going to get the same workout. You know, hey, presto, here you go. That's 90 bucks. And I think, I think a good example would be just like, you know, there's lots of brilliant coaches that have coached successful, you know, NBA teams, AFL teams, et cetera, et cetera, that aren't specimens of fitness, but they're the coach, Correct. they're the educator, they're the coach, they're the director. It's not, you know, yep. sort of... Yep. I am the result. It's like I'm going to use my education and communication skills for you to get the result. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. It's knowledge. Yeah, exactly. It's education. And you have to continuously upskill yourself in this industry. You know, there, there is kind of a regulatory body, but you're you're essentially after you get your qualifications, you're out on your own. You, you got to 
seek out your own education. And that's kind of what I really wanted out of the comp prep this year. I kind of took it on as my 2019 mentorship yeah, to right. myself that I could physically be a part of as well and pull a lot away from that I could bring into my training with my clients afterwards. So, nice. yeah. yeah. So how do you think this misinformation on the net, on, you know, whatever social media platform, like what kind of damage is it doing to the average Instagram user? So like not health professionals like you or I or people that are in the know in the physique body world, just the average person that maybe wants to lose a few kilos, maybe wants to better themselves. What is this misinformation doing to them? Yeah. Two things that come to mind when you ask me that question. The first one is a bad experience initially, whether or not they're buying an online program from an Instagrammer and then realizing it's not really changing me very much. Oh, this all sucks. You know, I'm just going to go back to doing what I was doing, which is nothing, you know, and not put myself out there or hiring, you know, one of these PTs uh, and then having a bad experience in the gym with them. And then that kind of brands all of us sometimes in a way. So that is one potential risk that can come of it. The other one that I've been thinking about a lot lately is inflammation. So we met at a workshop from Holly Sinclair. We did. The women's series. And she talked about inflammation a lot. And I loved it um, because I talk about it a lot with my clients. I have a lot of um, business owners, CEOs, and they've got stressful lives. Oh, absolutely. Managing stress for them is a massive thing. I, they they never sleep. They're telling me, I, I, I hit my macros. I've done my steps. I had two hours sleep last night. Yeah. <laughs> well, nothing's going to happen for yep, you. Nothing. So I think in a way we've become really intelligent about seeking out information and we're quite good when it comes to, let's say, nutrition. Let's say we have a peanut allergy and we look at the packet and we read the ingredients and it says, may contain nuts. And we go, well, I'm not going to eat that because <laughs> I might die, yeah. okay? Or it's just not going to be good for my body. Yeah. Or, you know, like me, I'm I'm the person that looks at the ba- the pack and looks at the ingredients and looks for the word soy. Yeah, right. When I see soy, I go, yeah, bugger off. Those estrogenic go, interrupters. Get and, out yeah, of my body. Get yeah. out of my body. Yeah, yeah. So um, we have that list of ingredients on the back of the packet to warn us about what crap is in this product. Yeah. But there isn't the same equivalent for social media. Yeah, right. And I feel like some imagery on there needs a bit of an ingredient list of what BS, totally. what BS it is made up of. Yeah. Because it's inflammatory. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter if it's going in our mouth or we're seeing it or we're hearing it. It's getting into our body and it can be a stressor. Oh, it's, it's all information. Absolutely. It just comes in different mediums. Totally. You can't tell me that you haven't looked at a social media post in the last few weeks and felt some sort of anxiety about what you're lacking currently or what you haven't done or what you haven't achieved yet because it's the it's it's the best bits of of the show reel. Oh, I, I can relate Instagram. to that 100% in a business aspect. I'm not Gary V yet. And <laughs> and a physical. So, you know, I run a health business and I see these super ripped, picture perfect, yeah. potentially anabolic steroid users. And totally. I think maybe the only way to grow my business is if I'm I'm that. Like, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, hang on. Yeah. No, that's not what I'm trying to do here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Thank God you're not Gary Vera. I wouldn't get a word in. I'm happy I'm not Gary Oh, <laughs> we love him though. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's affecting us without us 
even realizing it. And I think it's just another stressor on the body, really. So I think we need to start taking some responsibility for the content that we put up. And I I think these people that lead the industry in this, because it's, I'm not one of them, you know, I'm small fry, but these, these big influencers that have, you know, some of them have a million people. I think there needs to be a little more responsibility from them in regards to the message they're sending. And I I think we also need to take a lot of ownership on ourselves and be sort of checking in, become our own parents a little bit and ask, am I a better person for having looked at this? Yeah, I think that's a good method. How do I feel looking at this? Does this make me happy? Have I learned anything? Are they professionals or are they really hot moms? Yeah. With lots of money. Yeah. And French bulldogs. <laughs> I feel like that's coming from a place of very strong familiarity. You've seen a few of those in your feed. Totally. <laughs> oh, well, I, to be honest, I had to go searching for them. Yeah, right. I had to go searching for them before this podcast because I, don't, I got rid of them. I, yeah. I, I don't follow any Cleared of them. out the bullshit. I don't, I don't yeah. follow any of this crap. Yeah. But then when I went and had a little look over the last few days, I was reminded of, oh, my God, this is garbage. Yeah. Um, and look, the pictures are beautiful, hands down. I don't know, I don't know where they find the time yeah. to, to do the photography, the, oh, God, my Instagram sucks in comparison. <laughs> so does mine in comparison. <laughs> but, I mean, that's reality. I think that's the good thing and that's why we're having this conversation because we represent reality yeah. in a sense in, in comparison to these big, big wigs of, of yeah. the gram, so. Yeah, right. So, yeah. so I guess we've sort of touched on the idea that, I guess, influencers and Instagrammers of a, you know, big caliber need to take some responsibility for doing the right thing themselves and mm. s- sort of regulate in some kind of way. What about users? Like, what are some tips? It you, you sounds like you're kind of suggesting a bit of a detox, like a social media detox. Yeah, I definitely. Think. Yeah, sort of check yourself as you see stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I find myself on the weekly even, as things pop up, looking at them and asking myself those big questions. Does this make me happy? Am I a better person for it? And am I enjoying the content they're sharing with me? And if they don't meet one of those markers, then I'm cutthroat, gone. Good. Bonzo. I like it. Look, if they've given me some good content in the past, but this is a bit of a fluff post, I won't kill them. I won't <laughs> we throw all them. have bad days. We all have bad days. You <laughs> should you look at my Instagram. There's like good content, bad content, bad content. <laughs> um, but um, I've put a timer on my Instagram recently Same. as well. 30 minutes. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an hour. It. You're an hour. Primarily because... Well, like the communication I have with people is often like as in, in the DMs. Yeah. Like it goes for a while. People are asking complicated questions about cancer or disease or diet or nutrition, and I leave it open yeah. while that conversation happens. And that hundred percent that eats the time. Yeah, you like, clock it up pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. I've um I've been pushing over my thirty minutes lately. I, I have to say. Yeah, right. But it, it, it's a really good reminder because it's not just reminding you of the time you spent on Instagram. It's reminding you of the time that you've missed out. In reality. Looking around. Yeah. You know, doing other stuff. Totally. So that's been a really good reminder. Even if I've 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 seen the 30 minutes going, okay, shush. I'm gonna be on here another I'm 10. Bump it another 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm just gonna <laughs> stay on this account for a bit longer. It gives me that thought immediately of bam, what else is there in the day to do? Yeah. Find something else. Go for a walk, look outside. Yeah, all that healthy stuff that's going to reduce inflammation. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So in a a seemingly contradictory way, 
where can everybody find you on the gram? <laughs> <laughs> so you can find me. My personal account is at Today Danae. Yep. And my business, South Yarra Strength, that I have with my partner, Alan, is at South Yarra Strength. Awesome. Just as it sounds. Yes. Don't ask him to pronounce it because he's Irish. It'll come out very weird. <laughs> so I have to do all the voicemails and stuff for us. <laughs> yeah, that makes total sense. And so yeah. I guess for all the listeners, I'll put all that information in the show notes below. And as usual, guys, if you learnt anything, take a screenshot, share this on Instagram and tell people about it in reality. Yeah, Because that's what we're all about, some real communication and tag the both of us again that info will be in the show notes so before we wrap up and i know we've got a bunch more episodes we could do because we've got a heap of stuff that we could talk about but to wrap up each episode i do sort of a final question which is what is one piece of health information you wish more people knew about oh good question okay i recently went off the pill mm-hmm I went off the pill because I found out that um, the certain type of pill that I was on had high levels of um, lactose in it. Yeah, right. So I spent a really long time getting rid of inflammatory things in my diet, lactose, soy, gluten here and there, where applicable, all sorts of things. Only to find out that you Only were just to find out knocking I was, back a nuclear bomb that's every right, day. That's right. <laughs> and I'm looking at my weight coming down in this comp prep and I'm talking to my coach and she's saying, go off the pill. And I'm going, you're insane. Yeah. Don't be, don't, what, what, what is the point of me being in a bikini pregnant on stage? Like that's, yeah. that's, that's kind of a bit counterproductive, but it has been the most fantastic thing I've done. Do you mind um, if I ask how long you've been off, off it? No, I've been off it now Eight weeks. It's been eight weeks. Yeah. Eight and weeks. how's that detox phase going? Yeah, it's really interesting. So, um, Do you follow Jolene Brighton? No. Follow Jolene Brighton. Okay, I yeah. will. Um, yeah, the, the, the first time I had a cycle, it was such a painful experience. I've been on the pill for 15 years. The first time I had my, my cycle, it was like being 15 again. Yeah, wow. And, and getting it for the first time, it was terrible. My back hurt. Yeah. I felt like I was about 65. <laughs> it was awful experience, but it's it's balanced out The now. fact that it's regulated that fast, yes. you should be very grateful. Yes. Yeah, it's, it takes a, some some women go years yeah, with dysregulation. That. And that's with the pill, let alone, yeah, post the pill. Yeah, I yeah. heard that. So it's, it's at the moment, it's every two weeks. Yeah. Which is bizarre, but the second time round, I just I've just finished the second cycle, and um, since being off the pill, and I had no symptoms. Okay, I had that's nothing. Great. That's I had great. no back pain. Nothing. It just yep. crept up on me and said, "Hey, yeah, right. I'm here today." Yeah, that's I went, good. Well, that's bizarre. So that that has been really good, and I saw um, big difference in my body fat and my progress right. um, of my body composition as soon as I got it out of my system. Yeah, the bloat that I have been trying to get rid of for years. Yeah, gone. Yeah, gone. Mood, everything, energy, motivation. It's just. Yeah, I have this abundance of of energy and and joy. It's 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 really good. It's well, really we both good. know Holly Sinclair, so yeah, she's yeah, a legend, she's isn't a, she? When it comes to detoxing from the pill, Man, she's amazing. If I could like cut out someone's brain and yeah. then drink it, <laughs> I would drink hers. It would be the sure. cleanest brain wouldn't ever, it? <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's my tidbit. There you okay, go. Okay, cool. Awesome. No worries. <laughs> well, super grateful that you made time to jump on here, especially in such sort of short notice. Glad okay. we made time for it during your comp prep. Um, and we'll definitely do another episode. Yeah, I'd love that. I'd love that. Awesome. I feel like we could talk about 
I know. I feel like there's a rabbit hole that we can. I know, I know. It's going to grow arms and legs, but let's do it. Let's do it. But anyway, thanks so much for being here. And as usual, catch you on the next episode. Great. Thanks, Maddie. Bye. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use, and we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much, and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.